Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building. And we got our good friend, Andrew Cashflow, also known as the Cashflow King. So I'm very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Brad Garlinghouse was once again a class act this weekend after being verbally assaulted by Ethereum Maxis. With over 33,000 live listeners at the time, we show our community how Ripple may be the only company operating with full transparency. Crypto.com is claiming to have accidentally transferred 320,000 Ethereum to Gate.io just days before the exchange revealed its reserves, as Kevin O'Leary shares some insight on what's to come as the United States gears up for crypto regulation. While the FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is being revealed as a modern-day Bernie Madoff, after stealing billions from retail investors, we expose all the games being played behind the scenes by exchanges. And BitBoy Crypto has proven correct once again after warning the public weeks ago of this impending collapse. With the world of crypto crumbling all around us, we shed light on this situation, highlighting how only a handful of projects will survive crypto regulation, driving this market into the bull run of a lifetime. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. Holy cannoli, it's Monday morning and we got 246 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're bringing the news and the title. It's not clickbait, my friends. We're bringing the hard evidence. Before we dive into that, we got Johnny Crypto in the building. Johnny K, what's on your mind, my friend? Well, first off, let me start this thing out like I always do. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. Hope you're all doing well. Happy FUD weekend. Everybody was FUDded out this weekend. So let me just say, you know, hello to Andrew, hello to Gonzo, to you, Abs, and and to the Warrior Maniacs, everybody out there. I just want to say, ah, take a deep breath. Everything's going to be okay. Your money can always be re-earned. The most important thing is your health because that is a hard thing to get back. So... Protect your health. Don't worry about your wealth because your health is your wealth. Protect that. The money, don't worry about it. We're way, I've been telling you guys, we're so damn early. It feels late. It's going to come back in the long run. Right now, you just got to take care of yourself. You got to do things to help you sleep better at night. And I'll tell you later in the show what I did. Thanks to Andrew Cashflow. Gotta love Johnny K, my friends. And we got Gonzo, also known as Super G in the building. Gonzo, they call you the Ethereum expert in our group, but there's a lot going on in the market today. So I'm interested to hear what's on your mind, my friend. Yeah, man. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah, it was it was a crazy weekend, man. There was an epic Twitter spaces yesterday. That was like six hours. I think I listened to the whole thing with all the different like exchanges, Brad Garlinghouse, all the main influencers. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was nuts. It was, it was cool. But yeah, you know, like Johnny said, like we, we've been preparing our community for this for a while, right? Whether it's the eclipses or whatever that was. Like, if you look back at the history of, and I'm not trying to like belittle this FTX thing because I, I think in the end it's going to be one of the biggest thing to happen to our asset class. But it's the same thing that happened when Mount Gox collapsed, right? Or w- when there was the hack of Mount Gox, or it's every bear market. Um, Whichever that is, there's always this major event or catalyst that kind of puts us at the bottom. It tells us, okay, we're at the bottom. This thing's going to zero. It's going away. Regulation. It's all that stuff. Now, I'm not saying that we're not going to get some of those things, but every bear market, we've had something happen that's made people feel this way. And so this is nothing new under the sun, like Coach always says. So we've been expecting this. All I see is opportunities. We're getting close right to that bottom we'll see where we're at with bitcoin 
But like I've been just dollar cost averaging. I'm going to continue to dollar cost average. I'm going to continue to execute my plan. Uh, and then we'll see what happens in the future. Awesome, Gonzo. And with all this exciting news happening today, of course, the White House is taking advantage, Andrew Cashflow. They're coming out telling us that we need regulation to save this market. So really quickly, what do you think about the White House pushing the regulation narrative while everything else is collapsing? And how are you feeling, my friend? Thank you for being here. Hey, good morning, everybody. Gonzo, Johnny, Epps, and all the rest of the, the listeners and viewers. Um, happy to be here again with this excellent team here. Um, regulation, yeah. That will really bring a lot. Are we in a mess at the moment in crypto market? Yes, yes, we are. It started with Luna, then Celsius, BlockFi, FTX, maybe crypto.com, maybe, you know, and it's going on and on and on. And you know what? That's why I always say diversify your assets over several cryptos. Uh, I will say it again, two to five hundred dollars, and you know, and you will sleep every night. As, 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 as a baby because you cannot be hurt and you only have to have one or two really good cryptos in your portfolio that go to the moon nobody can predict it at the moment but i think with our portfolios that we discuss on a regular basis we are pretty good in the direction you know so uh it's it's good for the market and regulation really because that will bring in big money from, from institutional investors because they are waiting for regulation. They cannot cope with this uncertainty. So yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to regulation. Thank you, Andrew Cashflow. And it's just reassuring how exciting a time it is to get into this market. We got 348 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button. We're gonna get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. Johnny Crypto, the Bitcoin fear and greed indexes. Guess where? Extreme fear, my friend. Still sitting at a 24. I don't think there's anything worth addressing. And when you look at the daily movers, Pretty red across the board. A lot of small caps that are moving this morning. And FTT is taking a major hit, down 23% of the day. But let's dive into the total coin market cap. We got $836 billion in total market cap this morning. Bitcoin is 38% dominance. Ethereum is 18%. Bitcoin is sitting at 16500 Is it 2022 or is it 2015? I'm not sure. Ethereum is 1200 XRP is 34 cents. Cardano is 32 cents. Chainlink is $6. Algorand, 25 cents, down 42% on the seven-day. And Quant, one of our favorites, Johnny Crypto, down 30% on the seven-day, sitting at $107 this morning. Before we dive into the hard evidence that we're going to provide today, not only on Ripple XRP, but on everything going on behind the scenes with CRO and FTX, I'd love to hear what you're watching in the market this morning. Well, I'll tell you what, it's more what I'm not watching, but what I'm doing. So obviously you guys know I've been dollar cost averaging around this time frame. I've been setting money aside for it. Remember guys, billionaires are made in the bear market and they're made and you want to buy like Warren Buffett says, you buy the fear, you buy with this blood in the streets. Actually, somebody else said you buy when you feel like puking, like when you feel horrible, like you can't, you know, you just say, ah, you, you want you can't handle it. That's when you want to be buying. Like right now, when it doesn't feel good, that's when you're buying it. So, so that's what I'm doing. Ab. But I'll tell you, the only thing I did yesterday, you know, I'm usually pretty confident in the exchanges. But, you know, the, the, I'm just getting a little curious of what the hell's going on with crypto.com. There's a lot of stuff I'm hearing behind the scenes I just don't like. I tried to move. Gonzo was trying to get stuff off. It took him forever. I tried to get some stuff off yesterday. Buying stuff and getting stuff. Something weird is going on with crypto.com. There was a bunch that were also blocked. Ah, Johnny Crypto, Wi-Fi is getting the best of you, my friend. We're going to kick it into this BitBoy video, and then I'm going to come yeah. right back to Johnny K here. We've got an interesting video from BitBoy. This was posted about a week ago before any of the market collapse even began. So I'm going to let this short clip play and go back to Johnny Crypto. Here we go. And uh, Gonzo, I'd love to go back to you while Johnny Crypto gets his uh, mic under check. What do you think about BitBoy predicting this news? We showed the video of him ranting, calling Sam Bankman-Fried the devil way before this news came out. Previously, those claims looked really outlandish. Now it seems like they're accurate. What does this clip mean to you, my friend? Yeah, I mean, he obviously knew everything that was going on. He had access, right? I think uh, he said that too. I think a lot of people behind the scenes that worked at FTX were starting to reach out to him. So he kind of had an idea of what was going on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just absolutely insane that, um, 
you know, when you, you really look at everything that went on, right? Like Alameda Research and, and the connection to FTX and how Alameda Research was the market maker and they were putting cryptos onto the exchange. It's just, it's just crazy, dude. Like there were so many safety mechanisms that should have kicked in that didn't. Um, yeah, it, it's just bad, bro. It, it's just bad. And it's unbelievable. I feel like it's the beginning of them revealing what these exchanges are doing behind the scenes. People often yes. ask us, why does the market move in yeah. such a correlated manner? When Bitcoin goes down and Ethereum goes down, the entire market follows. FTT provided a great example. It seems that many of these exchanges are leveraged the exact same way behind the scenes. And that could be why the price charts look so similar. But we're going to dive into this video today because Brad Garlinghouse went on a Twitter spaces last night with over 33,000 live listeners to talk about what's happening with FTX. And he was actually attacked on what Ripple is doing with their balance sheet. So we're going to let this short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go. We have sold to customers how much is repurchased. We put it all out there. like It's all transparent. And, you know, that's not because we have a regulator telling us to do that. It's because we think it's the right way to run a business. And what percentage of the revenue is XRP sales? You know, it's a significant percentage. I, you know, I don't know that we've ever publicly broken that out. Uh, you know, again, again it, it, the point I would make, just because the nature of the question is, we repurchased the vast majority of XRP. So it, this is not a we're very long-term bullish on XRP. This is not a, hey, let's sell as much XRP as fast as we can. It's almost you know, the, the opposite. But, but re, re And I'd love to pause it there for a quick second and get some comments from the group. We're going to play the remainder of that. But Johnny Crypto, we're going to go to you and then Andrew Cashflow. What are some of your thoughts when you hear Brad Garlinghouse talk about what Ripple's doing with XRP on their balance sheets? Yeah, it's kind of encouraging to see that they, <laughs> everybody's wondering what's happening. What I tell you? The smart money buys during these times. They're buying Ripple Watch. I mean, XRP. They're buying it while it's cheap, right? Like he said. And they, they see, they know the long-term. I mean, nobody knows the, the long-term potential better for XRP than them because they have inside information, right? I mean, they're making the deals. So they know what the potential is. And if they're buying it back, obviously, like we say here, you want to do what the smart money is doing, not what they say. So they're buying. It's good enough for me. I'm buying too. Andrew Cashwell, I'd love to kick it to you. We had an interesting conversation before the show talking about what this could mean with Ripple's doing on their balance sheets with XRP. We talked about this. One of the only companies operating with full transparency is Ripple. And yet Ethereum maximalists are, are continuing to criticize Ripple for the way that they're handling their XRP sales. Before we play the remainder of this clip, I'd love to hear what's on your mind, my friend. Yeah, um, but what XRP is doing, I mean, when it is, actually Johnny said, said it pretty right, that when there is blood in the street, you should buy. And you know what? And it is difficult because you feel so uncomfortable to buy at this moment. And that is exactly the moment you should buy. And, and you know, and I, I couldn't, be, couldn't more agree. Um, what's happening with, with XRP, I would say, um, I always like to have the high level view, you know that. Um, stick to your strategy. Buy when it goes down, and, and 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 sell when it goes up. And currently, it's going down. So if you have a strategy and you buy it now at point X, Y, and Z, stick to your strategy and don't get get the fear uh, inside of you. So um, I haven't I haven't heard the whole uh, the Twitter spaces, so cannot uh, react so much on it. But uh, I think yeah, Brett is an, uh, is, is is a great guy. Uh, do they do everything right? Mm, not sure. At least they are trying to do a lot of things right. It's hard to do everything right when you're not sure what is correct and what is incorrect. The SEC really hasn't given anybody guidance on what they should or shouldn't be doing yet. And that's one of the biggest disputes we have going on today. Gonzo, we got 442 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I'd love to get some quick comments from you. And then we'll play the remainder of this clip. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're going to play the remainder of it, because I listened to the whole thing. Um, and, you know, I think the insinuation, I think what they were trying to get at with him is that they're buying XRP and they're becoming like the market maker, that they're controlling the price. I, I think that's what they were trying to say. The other guys, when they attack them, you can listen to the rest of it and make a decision of your own. I, I think that's what they're trying to insinuate, but we can listen to it. But um, Mr. Wright, has my investment piece in change? Absolutely not. I'm going to keep dollar cost averaging. This is where um, people get fudded out, right? They're going to tell you that this thing's going to zero. It's gone. Uh, um, yeah, Mr. Wonderful is going to say, he's already said it, no more new money's coming in. They're done with it. Not until regulation, all this stuff. You're going to hear all this stuff come in, right? And then people are going to get fudded out. And the people that stay, the people that are consistent, that have their investment thesis, um, those people will be rewarded. You watch.
Johnny, I'd love to come to you first after this clip, but I want to remind our listeners that we always talk about how after regulation, there's going to be at a dozen projects that lead this market. It happened during the internet bubble and it happens during every emerging market. We've seen the founder of Hedera speak to that directly saying that after regulation comes out, there's going to be about 20 tokens that survive and lead us into the future. But that being said, we're going to let this short clip play and go back to the group for some comments. Here we go. Hey, let's sell as much XRP as fast as we can. It's almost you know, the, the opposite. But re repurchasing, what's, what's the purpose of that? Because isn't that like, would that cause some market manipulation issues? No, well, I mean, I guess, it would, <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the conversation has gone from, hey, hey how do we make the, huh? the industry more healthy to, you know, <laughs> could, could that be market manipulation? I mean, no, wait, I, like, sorry, Brad, I don't know what the fuck is on you, but I'm literally calling in being totally transparent about exactly what we're doing. The, everything I just said, it, we've been public about it. It's in our XRP markets report. Johnny Crypto, to me, as a Brad Garlinghouse guy, he does sound a little defensive there. It's almost as if he caught him off guard. I'm interested to hear what you think. Is it considered, forget about if it's considered market manipulation here. I'd just love to hear your thoughts. Well, I mean, obviously, whenever you're, when you can buy a large chunk of something and you have inside information, I mean, I guess there's always that ability. That's why this comes down to honesty, integrity, and you want to hope that you've got guys that are running these companies and, you know, that are, that are, that are, have moral and ethics you know, to be able to do things the right way. And also why you want the SEC and you want some regulation so that when they buy something like that, for example, they have to disclose it and they can't just, you know, do it, you know, buy it and then sell it without people knowing. Right. And that's why we need regulation. You know, it's so important that we get some form of it. The problem is the kind of form we're going to get is what we need to wait and see abs. So for me, you know, it's like Brad just got, Brad got caught because I think Brad was just like, hey, I'm just here hanging out listening. He just said he wanted to listen. And they brought him in and OK, he came in. I don't think he was expecting to be answered, you know, any questions. But as a CEO, you have to be, especially the probably the most well-known because of the scrutiny that he's under and his company's under because of the SEC lawsuit. So, I, <laughs> but Brad is so smooth, man. He always comes up with an answer. You know what's interesting, Johnny? We always talk about how it's a problem, reaction, solution, and that's exactly what this FTX news is indicating here. Andrew Cashel, I'd love to go to you after I read these comments. It said, maybe this was planned all along. Think about it. Wouldn't it be funny if after we remove most of our cryptos from exchanges, some of these legacy systems like BlackRock and JP Morgan say, see, you can't trust these decentralized exchanges. Come in and trust the traditional financial arms because we're the ones you can trust. We are the criminals you know, Andrew Cashflow. So I'd love to go back to you. What do you think about them using this as a catalyst to centralize the crypto market, moving us away from exchanges and into traditional finance like BlackRock, JP Morgan, and so on? For me, for me it's pretty clear that the current... Uh, people in power love centralization. That's a fact. And what you see more and more at the moment is we need decentralization because nobody can be trusted. We thought that that the guy from Luna was trusted. We thought that the guy the the from from Celsius was trusted. From BlockFi, from from FT. We all thought they could be trusted. And in the end, the the the, the greed always takes over. From people, if they have a lot of money, if they are in control of the money, you know, the more control you get, the 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 more you are. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe I will make the same mistake if I have the the, the possibility to have to make from millions, billions. I I can't tell. But there is a need in the market and the need in the world to go from centralization to decentralization, and you know, and that's my my point of view. So that's why I say. Take your coins off the exchanges. Do it now. Yeah. And, 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 and there are a couple of exchanges that I still trust. That is uh, 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 Coinbase. That is uh, uh, Gemini. That is Kraken. That are bigger ones. Um, may, maybe uh, Binance. And the rest, you know, I can't, I can't tell you if, if, if we can trust them. But I would say take as much as possible of the exchanges. And that's what I did a lot last weekend, take more and more off, off in, in decentralized wallets. And, you know, it's a hassle. It's a pain. It's a lot of work. It's figuring out. But, yeah, what do you want? Do you want to be the lazy one and keep it on FTX? And, uh, or do you want to be the smart one and do the work and, and go from there? 
Andrew, you make a really good point, which I think is that most people don't actually want control of their finances. All of our, we got 501 live listeners joining us here. You are a very, very unique group of people. Most people don't even want control of their finances. They like to take their money, put it in a 401k, get a guaranteed 8% interest and check on it in 30 years. So I do think that people who want control of their finances are actually a minority. So it's going to be easier to move the general public into centralized entities because that's what they're most comfortable with. But Gonzo, I'd love to get some comments from you. Then we'll kick it to Johnny K. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think Andrew's spot on. Like, um, you know, we, we tell people this all the time. Um, the whole point we got into crypto, the whole reason this all started was because of everything that happened in 2008, right? Right, Bitcoin was created and everything. It was for decentralization. And I feel like the, the market or, or the asset class kind of got away from that, right? And we got into this whole centralized thing because that's what we're comfortable with. Um, at, well, I'm seeing most people, right? I think that in our community... From day one, when you come through and you go through the courses, all we're talking about is, is you know, not your crypto, uh, not your keys, not your crypto, right? But I think for the most part, uh, this is a shock to people. Like most people that are in the asset class, um, you know, leave their money on the exchanges. But yeah, so I, I definitely think that we need to get back to it, right? The whole point was to be decentralized. It was to get away from these centralized entities. Because if you see all the issues that we've had this year, they're all related to a centralized entity, right? And that's the whole point of, of, of blockchain, right? Is you don't trust the person, you trust the code, right? Smart contract is law, yeah. right? That is the whole point of all of this. Uh, and we've gotten away from that. So we need to kind of get, and you can see people have reacted, right? A lot of the like trust, uh, TWT, a lot of the decentralized exchanges, because there are decentralized exchanges out there or the wallets, their tokens associated with the wallets have gone up 30, 60%, right? Because people are moving their stuff either into cold storage or into hot wallets. I think yeah. Can I add a little bit to it? It is look looks like a deja vu from 2008 with the banking crisis, you know? And banks are bailed out by governments. And, you know, and these kinds of guys are not bailed out. And th this is what's happening. The banks also did too much risky stuff and they 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 do the 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 uh, yeah at the how is that called the the fractional, re fractional reserve banking ah. you know they they do it all the time and nobody's complaining about it and we bail them out the governments bail them out and the public is paying all the all the all the shit and you know and now it's happening in real life and everyone oh, we need more centralization uh, no we need more decentralization. Exactly, Andrew Castle. It's not a blockchain problem. It's a criminal problem. And we have it in every single industry. Johnny Crypto, I know you had some comments, but I'm going to leave this Forbes magazine cover on the screen while you talk. This is pretty interesting. Yeah. So, you know, wow, there's so much to unpack here. First of all, everybody's asking, where's Coach JB? Guys, we don't know where he is, but we can tell you he is safe. So that's all we can tell you. Um, so anyway, um, anyway, nonetheless, he uh, when you think about so Andrew's right. So I spent literally this whole weekend and it is painful to get my stuff onto. It's the first time ever I got all my stuff onto hot wallets. So for those who are out there, we have all this stuff in the 3T Academy. If you're not part of the Academy, you should click on the link below. Come try us out. You can try it for free. We've got courses that teach you how to use all these wallets. Andrew's actually made videos, Mario, myself, on how to use these hot wallets, cold wallets, all different ways. And I actually spent, thanks to Andrew, we put together a spreadsheet to be able to show all the different hot wallets out there. And you can actually even stake in these hot wallets, which is pretty cool. So you can put them in there. So, you know, we always talk about not your keys, not your coins. Well, in the hot wallets, they are your keys. They are your coins. And some of them allow staking. So there's the Atomic Wallet. There's the Kepler Wallet. There's the Trust Wallet, Exodus Wallet. So, guys, go out there check those out. Um, it is painful, like Andrew said, especially when you have, like, 40 coins like me moving them all around. But to me, I still believe, like, Kraken, you know, I believe there's a few of them that are solid. To me, I'm, I'm the most confident in Kraken. That's just me personally. Um, so I'm not in a huge hurry to get everything moved off, but I am crypto.com. I got the hell out of there. Um, it's still there, but you know, it's one of those things abs where it's hard to, to know which ones are going to go down next. And I told everybody you have to do what helps you sleep better at night. And if for you, it's knowing that your coins are safe, then take them off the exchanges, put them on the wall. It's a hot or cold. And at least then you now have the maximum control. So we wait to see all this blow out. Cause this has to blow through. It's, this is 2008 all over again, except here's the difference. The government is not bailing out crypto, okay? It's not too big to fail, and there's no money coming in to save it. What's going to happen is you're going to see consolidation. 
You're going to see big money, smart money, buying all the crappy things where the value is and then putting something together. And you're going to see a few things survive and come out in the end. And then that's when you're going to know, okay, you know, now it's maybe safe to get back into certain exchanges. So we don't know what's going to happen right now. There's a lot of FUD uncertainty out there. Some of that's true. There is uncertainty anyway. And we just have to be smart about it and put our, our, our coins in the safest place possible until we get through this crappy, bumpy road. Yeah, it's Don't all about risk management. Uh, yep. I was just going to say, it's all about risk management, right? Like even like, and that's what I like about it. Even the CEO of Kraken, uh, Jesse, he was on there. And he even said like, you shouldn't hold your stuff on exchanges. Like, and he's in the CEO of an exchange. He says like, if you're going to move into like off ramp, on ramp, or you're doing trading and stuff like that, but you shouldn't be using an exchange. And he's talking about his own exchange, right? As like a savings account. Like that's not what it's for, right? Exactly. And so that tells you everything you need to know. And then he also talked about like, you know, you need to look at like who's been around, right? Like FTX was a fairly new thing. It hadn't been through a um, a bear market, right? Um, Binance, um, Kraken, they've been Gonzo. around for a while. They've been through a bear market before. You know, one, one thing, thing he mentioned, hey, Abs, one thing that the Jesse mentioned yesterday that was so important. I don't know if anybody listened to that six hour thing, but there were so many gems in there. But the one of the most important ones he said was, FTX, listen to this, guys. They had 50 employees, the whole company, 50 employees running FTX. Guess how many employees Kraken has alone just for security? 100. Yeah, you 100. That's yeah. supposed to give you <laughs> I do my research. Yeah. 100, 100 people. Yeah. They got 100 people just on security alone, right? Imagine how yeah. big that company is. And this clown's FTX. You know what? That's why I remember, guys. Remember, remember this here? Yeah. We're at Snake Weasel Index, right? Don't forget. We, 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 we know where they... We know what well, go the wrong way. Oh, let me go right there. But you know what though, Johnny? You know right what there. though? I, I I've been watching a lot of stuff, a lot of coverage on it, and everybody and their mother now is coming out and saying, "Oh, I saw the red flags. I saw the red flags. Really? You saw the red flags? Then why didn't you tell anybody? Because the last yeah. time I checked, the only person that raised an alarm was Bitboy, and yep. right, and when he did, people gave him a lot of shit, right? But like all these different people keep saying, "Oh, I saw the red flags. I saw the red flag." Well, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you post something? Why didn't you do something about it? Right? Right, because it's so funny. After the after the whole collapse happens, everyone comes out and says, "Oh, I, I saw it, or I, I saw this or that." But come on, yeah. dude, you you did it. Yours, if you yeah, did, you should have said something. Comment. If I can make a quick comment, one of the things that Alex Cobb always says about exchanges is they're highways. You don't park your car on the highway, so you don't leave your crypto on exchanges. And I think that's just a perfect example. But Gonzo, you brought up red flags and how people were not calling out red flags. We're going to call that out right now. We got 539 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We are yet to show you the Fox Business clip talking about a Rippleverse SEC settlement. So that's coming later in the episode. But before we dive into that, let's bring the Crypto.com news as Crypto.com is claiming to have accidentally sent over 320,000 Ethereum or over $400 million to a different exchange. And this might have happened at a very suspectful time. So let's dive into the details. Crypto.com customers are concerned after their CEO acknowledged that his exchange accidentally sent 320,000 Ethereum at the time over $400 million to a public address registered at a competitive exchange. On October 21st, Crypto.com sent a sum of about 80% of its Ethereum reserves to its rival exchange, Gate.io. Just before Gate.io provided its proof of reserves to its users on October 28th. So what happened here, guys, is Crypto.com sent Ethereum to Gate.io. Gate.io took that Ethereum, provided it as proof of reserves, then transferred it back to Crypto.com just seven days later. Johnny Crypto, we're going to the whole group. We're starting with you. What's this mean, my friend? That's what I call a monster rat snake weasel move, okay? And I, I liked Crypto.com. I wanted to trust Crypto.com, but that's a complete... Rat snake weasel move. If you're going to move money over, help them pass the audit and then move it back. Come on. Come on, guys. Something, so, something's not right. And I think Godzo mentioned it pre-show that to move that kind of money, that doesn't happen accidentally. That has to be manually done, I think Gonzo was saying. Right, Gonzo? So the reality is- Yeah, well, yeah one of the employees, uh, Crypto.com employees that, that uh, came onto the Twitter spaces said that uh, when you hit a certain amount, um, it has to be done manually, right? Uh, some of the stuff is automated, but uh, a transaction that high would have to be done manually. Now, take that with the grain of salt. It's an ex-employee. He was one of the first hundred employees that was that was uh, you know employed there. He left because of um, values. They started shifting. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, you would think if you're going to send that much money, I mean, think about this: when you guys send a big transaction, how many times do you double check the address? Gonzo, right? even think about it this way: what's worse? 
And I what? said it in multiple pieces. I would never send that in one chunk anyway. What's worse, Johnny Crypto? Is this blatant corruption or are they just negligent enough that they accidentally sent $400 million? Neither is a good <laughs> right? excuse. Yeah. It's, bad. it's bad either way, right? It's Freaking bad either way. way. There's no negligence. You spent half a billion dollars. You think that's negligent? No. You're double, triple, quadruple, and 90. You're triple. You're checking that thing so many times. And then the guy behind you is checking it. And then the guy behind that guy is checking it before you send that kind of money out. Come on, that's a bunch of horse bullshit. And that's why I got my money off of crypto.com yesterday because there's just there was articles already last month about waving red flags, right? There's some some shady stuff going on. Then you see they're spending a shit ton of money everywhere, right? Then they pulled, remember about a six months ago, they said, oh, we can no longer, yeah, exactly. If it smells like a fish and it looks like a fish and it flops like a fish, guess what? It's probably goddamn fishy. So to me, like, listen, they may be fine, and I want to use – I like Crypto.com from the fact that it's easy to get money on and off. But the reality is, Abs, for now, for right now, for me, and I'm usually pretty trustworthy in exchanges. I'm probably one of the most out of our whole academy that's got all the stuff on the academy. But to me, it was like, okay, yesterday just no longer felt right. Gonzo couldn't get his stuff off on Saturday. I couldn't get my stuff off on Sunday. It took like four hours to do a transfer. That never happened before. Something weird is going on there. And I don't want to sit there and find out a month from now it's the next FTX. And I'm like, God damn it. Why did I listen to Andrew get all my shit on the, on the hot wallets? So that's what yeah. I started to do. Yesterday. I mean, you guys can always go back, right? If we're wrong, look, we're not trying to spread FUD or whatever. And we're not trying to cause a bank run. But like, this is what people are talking about, right? And so if you like the way that exchanges work, right? I, I, I personally wouldn't do that. But like, once things calm down and we kind of know where the contingent goes with the FTX thing, if you want to go back, you can go back. But why not be safe and move it? Like, if you don't want to get a ledger because it's too complicated for you, at least use a hot wallet, like Trust Wallet, Tonic, whatever, where you're just copying and pasting addresses. At least move it off, see what happens. You could always go back, right? Exactly. And Andrew Cashwell, I'd love to get some comments from you. One of the things that clearly sticks out to me here is just the timeline. The fact that Crypto.com sent them that Ethereum seven days before the audit they revealed, that, they revealed that audit of proof of reserve showing the Ethereum that Crypto.com sent them. And then one day later, just one day after, they sent that Ethereum right back to the original exchange. If that's not corruption, I really don't know what is, but I'd love to get some thoughts from you, Andrew. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, this is naive. I mean, everybody knows that you can track the, the, all, the, all the transactions. And if you do this in, in a publicly, actually a public domain, where everybody can see all the transactions. Come on, guys. This is uh, this is so, so weird. So, and, and you know, why is this happening right now and not two years ago? Because two years ago, we were in a bull market. And when and everything is going up, there is money enough. Everybody gets lazy. and But every four years, we go through a cycle like this. And then, you know, you should do your homework before so that you are prepared to, yeah, at least that you know how to get off your coins off, off to, to, uh, to, to, to decent or self-custody wallets. However, also do your homework and think, okay, if you are not uh, smart enough to do that, you know, I can also imagine that. Then at least figure out who are the best exchanges to trust. And I just uh, mentioned some of them and go away from the smaller ones. You know, just do your thing there and, and then go away and 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 also yeah what what johnny said you know go, come to the academy we are there to help you you know if you have problems come to the q a's and we do it we share screens together and do it step by step by step but you must be willing to put in the work you know and and the studying time and that's how you how you can become wealthy and if you say i i just do a gamble uh, I would say go to the casino and have a nice evening. You know, at the end of the evening, you also lost all your money. And, you know, at least you had a fun, fun night. And, the, you know, and if that's your goal, that's also okay. No problem yeah. with that. Exactly, Andrew. And I wanted to read this question for our listeners, Johnny. Before we show our listeners the smartest way to track your crypto, somebody commented, what do you suggest we do with the cryptos we are staking? Should we not be staking right now? Actually, let me kick it back to Andrew Cashflow for an answer yeah. here. Andrew Cashflow, yeah. me personally, I withdrew from a lot of centralized exchanges like Nexo. Um, that's really one of the only ones I was earning on a few weeks ago. So for me personally, I am not staking right now, but I'm interested to hear what are your thoughts? Let me just make a, a distinction. There is staking and staking. And everybody calls it staking because it is uh, it is a buzzword and it is uh, yeah it, it's nice nice word. 
if you are on a centralized platform and you think you are staking, mm. no, the centralized platform is staking for you. And what yeah. are you doing? You are earning like an interest account. And maybe they lock up your coins for a particular time for maybe a month, five months, six months, a year. Doesn't matter. You are earning on a centralized platform. If you are really staking, then you are a delegator and you stake your coins towards with a smart contract, maybe a little bit technical, to a validator. And that's what you're doing. It's not difficult at all. However, if you do it decentralized, for example, what Johnny already said with, with Atomic Wallet or with Exodus Wallet, very easy to do, but then you still stay in control. And when you are staking in a decentralized manner, yep. you never can lose your coins. Yes. Never. Exactly. And that reduces all your risk right there, Johnny Crypto. We're going to show our listeners the smartest way to track your cryptocurrency. And then we've got this video geared up from Fox News this morning with the headline, Ripple versus SEC settlement expected tomorrow. Johnny Crypto, you are muted, my friend. So let that ad play. Here we go. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com, and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Johnny Crypto, the floor is yours, my friend. Some quick words about the smartest way to track your crypto. And then we're going to play Fox News Business talking about a Ripple settlement. Yeah, for those folks who are looking to make sure you can, you know, it's so annoying when you can't see what your portfolio is doing. So that's what we created this for. So you'd be able to all see all your coins in one spot, be able to track them, and more importantly, creating exit plans so that at the end of the day, man, when we had those euphoric pumps months and year, weeks ago, you could have been taking advantage of those and then having that money to buy now. So click on the link below in here. Sign up for the free 30-day notice. You'll get a, a trial. You'll get a notice when we launch it, and you'll be the first to be able to try it out. Really quick comment here. Somebody said my ledger was hacked to $15,000 of XRP, and brand, and it was brand new and unopened. My only answer to this would be you probably bought it from an Amazon or not the ledger device exactly because it's, it's impossible for them to hack you if you buy it directly from the ledger service. So please verify yeah. Revolution. Did you purchase that device on Amazon? I'm really interested to know. Gonzo, you have any comments? Yeah, because yeah, that's what's happened before, right? If you don't get it directly from ledger, what they do is they so you get it from Amazon or something, they, they open them. They get the seed phrase, right? They seal it back up and it's the real thing, right? So then they send it to you. You get it. It looks all good because they just rebubble wrap it or however they do it. Um, and then you open it up. Once you load up your seed phrase, they keep checking. They can see it. Then they, they clone your wallet and then they drain it. And that's why we say only just buy from Ledger. Do not buy from Amazon or a third party because the, the, the seed phrase can be compromised, right? You can reset those too, right? When you get one too, you can you can create a new seed phrase. I'm pretty it, sure, right, Johnny? I think you can reset them and create a whole new free seed phrase. I'm right? just honest. Oh god, uh, you know what? I'm not so sure how they rig those things. Uh, that is possible. I th um, I thought, I'm not so right. sure you can, uh, Gonzo. That might be built into the. Here's the deal: if you're going to put any any sort of significant amount of wealth on a device, do not buy a second tier device. Even if you reset your seed phrase, why would you even risk it? Yeah. They're seventy dollars. Yep. Purchase a brand new device and you can yeah. clear your head. But let's get to this clip because all of our listeners are joining in, listening, and waiting for this Fox Business segment talking about a Ripple versus SEC. Settlement coming tomorrow. So we're going to let this one-minute clip play here and get some comments from the group. Here we go. The X story have the potential to create wider losses in more assets and more traditional assets. I know you're expecting a settlement tomorrow uh, in the lawsuit between the Securities and Exchange Commission and Ripple. The SEC's filing from 2020 alleged that Ripple Labs and two of its executives raised over $1.3 billion through an unregistered digital securities offering. This is a separate case, but your thoughts on whether any of this 
has the potential to take down other markets like the stock market. Absolutely, Maria. Well, it goes to your first point. When contagion happens, it's because everything is cross-collateralized and the system at large based on credit is so fragile. So we do see Bitcoin drawing down and we can see other assets drawing down as people uh, liquidate in order to cover um, what their, uh, cover their margins and their shorts. And so I think what's important to know about the SEC and Ripple, and it'll be interesting to see what the verdict will be, is that the SEC charged Ripple with violating securities law and argues that it passes the Howey test. It says, that it's a common enterprise and investment contract and a common enterprise. And the big thing I want people to remember, no matter what happens tomorrow, is right now you can go to Twitter or Google and you can find Ripple's CEO. And Ripple is the largest holder of its own token. Sound familiar? So if there's a CEO, if there's a company, if there's a pre-mine, a foundation, an ICO, it's not Bitcoin. And be careful trusting your life savings to a CEO. This is really interesting, Johnny, because I think people forget that Ripple didn't create XRP. So why are they calling it a Ripple never created XRP? XRP yeah. was originally OpenCoin. And then Ripple took initiative and started building on the XRPL and provided a product for that use case it's very interesting the way that she's phrasing it here. She's making it sound like Ripple created XRP and then sold it yeah. as a security token. That's not even what the SEC is alleging. So I'd like to get some thoughts from you, Gonzo, and then Johnny. Yeah, so. No. Oh, go ahead, Johnny. Go, you go. Johnny, go then Gonzo. Sorry. So, uh, no worries. So, yeah. So basically, a couple of things here. First of all, you know, everybody's already figured it out. So, guys, yes, there was reports that this was actually a false uh, article. So we know that, you know, there is no settlement coming out tomorrow. You would know if it was because what have I been saying on this show? Price would move. Watch the price chart. When you start seeing Ripple going, XRP going up like that, you're going to know the the, the 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 something, the settlement's very close. So don't worry about, don't watch the news. You're just going to get, you know, fed wrong information. So that's number one. Number two, you know, this is part of like, Abs, you asked the question, why is she saying that? Because they don't do their homework. They're news reporters, but they're not really news reporters. They're just getting on the air. They're reading what's written on the screen, right? Whoever did it didn't do the homework. It didn't realize that XRP was called OpenCoin. And it was actually, I think it was a paper written out back in like 1990. It goes back that far, I think, or in the late 90s. So the reality is they just don't do their homework. They don't care. And you know what? Most people, 99% of people aren't even going to catch it or know that it was wrong. We're the one percenters, the smart ones here who know it in our audience because all of our people are in the in the chat room over there are commenting on it. So, yeah, Abs, I wouldn't get hung up on it. Um, but the reality is, yeah, I, Maria, I was surprised that she 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 blurted that out like that, uh, that that the, tomorrow's the, the settlement when we're not even close to that. I don't I don't know why she did that. You know, what's interesting is how a lot of these experts don't seem to actually understand a lot of the things they're talking about. And they're being given some of the biggest platforms on the planet. Like, why couldn't they bring somebody in who understands the utility of these tokens to speak about it on such a large platform? That's going to invest a lot of, that's going to incentivize a lot of investors to get involved or move away from individual products. Gonzo, I'm going to kick it straight to you. I just wanted to read this one quote here. Per Ripple yeah. spokesman, this morning's report on the expected settlement between Ripple and the SEC tomorrow well, Ripple is saying it's false, but I do want to remind people that if there was a settlement, which I do not believe to be the case, I seriously doubt Ripple would come out beforehand and say, hey, there is a settlement. Gonzo, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. What is on your mind? I was just going to say, this is just like taking financial advice from an influencer, right? Like that whole argument. You're taking financial advice from a reporter, right? And this is why it's so, so important for, for you to do your own research so that you don't get fudded out. Because if you would have done your own research, like what Abs just said, you would have known that, you know, XRP was used to be called OpenCoin and it was something that Ripple acquired, not like they're making it seem, right? They're trying to tie a connection to like FTT and what FTX did, did trying index. to create their own token <laughs> to what Ripple did, like, like the, to, what, to the Ripple case, right? They're trying to insinuate that, oh yeah, it's the same situation, guys. Um, Ripple created XRP and there's nothing behind it, right? Because that's what happened in the FTX, FTT. And that's why it's so, so important for you to do your own research so that you know better than these people, right? Because he's just a reporter or if some influencer tells you something, right? It's not financial advice. You should do your own research so that you can make your own calls and that everything is on you, right? When you make money, that's on you. When you lose money, that's on you, right? And so that's why it's so, so important for you to do your own research. And I love this quote here from Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer says investors should cash out on their crypto while they can. Dot, dot, dot. Bull run is imminent. Gonzo, Andrew Cashflow, sorry. 
I am waiting for the day when he tweets, sell your XRP, because I will be backing up the Brinks truck. But Cashflow, what do you think about these rumors of a Ripple versus SEC settlement here and, and everything she's indicating behind the scenes, just, just misleading the public? Why doesn't the SEC go after this lady? Ah, you know, all those news agents, it is not news. They are selling news. So they have to make blunt statements really out of context because else their news get now attention to others. And, you know, and, and the most viewers, the most uh, uh, readers, that there is the money for a news agency. So, the, and, and what Johnny said, um, yeah, also those reporters just, are not enough informed and they also they do not have the time to inform themselves they just hear something and then they make up a statement and maybe tomorrow it's wrong and, and they don't care because the day after they will tell another story so and um, yeah just look at, at the price action i go back again have a strategy in place and and know what you're doing yeah do, do your do your research you know we have a whole module on, on, on research in in the academy how how do you do that with with to tokenomics but even a, a, a research part about social social uh, uh sentiment you know you can you can measure social sentiment if there is a lot of uh, uh mentioning about something the price goes up the, so and that's the the moment that we are selling yeah and, exactly. and when it goes down we are dollar cost averaging again in again and so if you know that that the dynamics yeah it becomes fun and exactly. yeah yeah so. and that's what we're preparing for andrew one of the updates that we're providing our listeners right now is how polygon seems to be trying to get ahead of sec allegations of offering an unregistered security so this is another interesting update about the sec going after individual products that are a competitor to ethereum so the Web3 Foundation announces Polkadot's native token DOT has morphed and is now a software, not a, not a security. So we would dive into the details of this extremely long article here. This, this was an extremely long article, but the long story short is what it says. I'm going to read this short paragraph and go to Gonzo here. We marked three years since the date of our initial outreach on FinHub and nearly one year since the completion of Polkadot launch process, which includes a truly decentralized governance mechanism and an on-chain treasury. Consistent with the views that we have shared with the SEC staff, we are pleased to announce that DOT, the native digital asset of the Polkadot blockchain, has morphed. In our view, current day offers and sales of DOT are not securities transactions, and DOT is not a security. It is merely a software, and this is a really great contradiction to what happened with Library in the SEC case earlier this month. Gonzo, there's so much we can say here. What does this mean to you that they're trying to get ahead of the SEC, calling them a security, and claiming that they've morphed into a software? I think it's smart because what they did was they looked at the library case and they looked at the language that the judge used and now they're countering that, right? And this is exactly why the SEC always stays so vague or they don't want to give a clear answer because they understand that once they give us an answer, they've set the rule and then now we know how to work around the rule or with the rule, right? You don't have to necessarily have to be nefarious, but at least we know what the structure is and we can work within that structure. And so I feel like that's what these guys are doing, right? They're getting a hint at what the SEC is going to go after as far as calling crypto assets a security and they're getting ahead of it. So I think, I, I think it's really smart. Um, I haven't read the article. I kind of just skimmed through it this morning, but um, DOT is one of the things um, as an asset class that I was looking at to invest in. Um, it looks pretty bean up the chart. It's corrected. Uh, I want to say more than 90% when I was looking at it over the weekend, um, you know, not financial advice, but I definitely will be looking at, at, at DOT as an investment for myself. Go ahead, Johnny. You know, one of the things as we talk about this whole, you know, debacle and how things have a contagion and it spreads. So something I wanted to to share, uh, Abs, with you guys. This oh, that's it right there. Yeah, oh, I can read your mind, my friend. I can oh, read hey, look, look at that tweet. Go ahead, and post that. That's what I was going to talk about. Uh, this really gives you. This just shows you how entangled SBF was in the whole entire space. You know, when he had this pool of money and look at all the different investment eras where he invested in investments, acquisitions. If you can make that bigger, I don't know if you can. I can't, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. If, if you can make it a little. It's okay, fine. Honestly, what I wanted, what the most important part about this is that he owns 150 companies across every single sector in the blockchain industry. And they all leverage back to the FTX original exchange. That being said, go ahead, Johnny. Yeah. And if you start looking at that list, you know, I was looking at it last night, you start to see here. A lot of these have failed. So you had the three arrows. You had um, 
uh, BlockFi. Just, just, like if people are saying, what's the contagion? How far does it spread? This is where I would start. Look at this list that you see here, right? And to me, that's where you're going to get a sense for, I don't know if I can make it a little bit bigger here. I'll try. But this is where you get a sense for, and I encourage everybody to go check this out. But you get a sense here for of where where he was putting the money what in what's kind of, to me, it w- will be a house of cards, Abs. I don't know if any of these things are legit, to be honest with you now. All these things could have, you know, as they talk about the contagion spreading to all these different areas of his investments and acquisitions. So if you're in any of these things, folks, like I said here, I would get the hell out of Dodge. If you're in the, I don't know what the hell is happening. And check this out, Johnny. We got a really interesting update. As Sam Bankman-Fried's father was an expert on tax shelters as a professor at Stanford Law, this is an image we are showing you of FTX corporate structure. I can imagine that Sam Bankman-Fried is going to avoid jail just based on this structure alone. How are you going to pin this down to a specific individual when each of these business entities are owned by a separate corporation and the list goes on and on? Gonzo, or actually, Johnny, any closing remarks here? No, kick it to Gonzo. I've said enough. Perfect. Gonzo, any closing remarks? Yeah, you know, just be careful with that. Like, do your own research. Like, Solana, um, it's been pretty beat up. But understand that Solana was beat up because of the sell pressure, right? These guys were trying to defend the FTT price, and they were liquidating their assets, so they were selling soul. So you need to ask yourself, has anything changed on the technical side for Solana, right? Now, I'm not talking about the smaller projects like that these guys funded. They're in trouble, right? If not, they're going to go to zero. I'm just talking about Solana by itself. It's an ecosystem all by itself, right? Uh, um, they, they just had that um, big conference right when this was going on, uh, uh, Breakpoint. So, you know, you all have to make decisions for yourself, like, right? Um, I think that I was looking at it, um, 1250 looked like a very, very strong level. If we lose 1250, we go to eight. If we lose eight, we go to four, right? But is it going to zero? Absolutely not. I don't think so, right? I think it's just another buying opportunity. Uh, but you just have to look at, you know, is it something that, was just starting out that they were supporting or that they were creating or something that stands on its own. And I believe that Solana kind of stands on its own, right? You just had an immense amount of sell pressure of what was going on. That's why the price is corrected. Yeah. I think it's one of those things we had Joe on the other day and he brought up a very good point. It's not like fundamentally they're doing anything different. The software is still working. The blockchain's there. The NFT platforms are there. It's just, they got caught as part of, you know, it's like when you, when you go out to a concert, right? And somebody's sick. And then they get spread around. Everybody else gets sick, you know, but then at the end of the day, you heal later on. And I believe that's what's going to happen with Solana. I totally agree with you, Gonzo. So I've been DC. I backed the truck up. I got the reverse. It's broken. I just keep going in reverse. Now the truck's going backwards. I'm backing it up. I've been buying some Solana too. I'm not a big, a big, I was never a huge supporter of it, but there's just so much money behind it that I wonder if it will recover and recover strong once once it shakes this virus. Guys, I got a video prepared for our listeners to end the episode with, but we're going to break down a couple of really quick news stories here. So FTX held less than $1 billion in illiquid assets against $9 billion in liabilities. Andrew Cashflow, I saw you had a comment. I'm going right back to you, my friend. What do you think about this news? I wanted to say about Solana, you know, but Gorda also said nothing changed about the, 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 the technology. The, the, the systems are still there, you know. A lot of... A lot of uh, Projects are building on top of Solana. You have no idea what's happening there. And Johnny said, yeah, I don't know when it will recover. If there is utility, it will recover. And there is utility. So maybe they will go through maybe another year or another two years of, of really yeah, low prices. But then as soon as it will be recognized that it will go up, or at least that, that there is utility, you will get this hockey stick effect and it will go to the moon will it go too high yes then it will again go too high it will come down again you know and that's what we see all the time with all those cryptos it will go up and down and up and down and there's and there is merlin and you have your exit, have an exit plan and and you know exactly what to do you sleep like a baby at night you set your limit orders and everything is going fine And this is another great update we have for our listeners as Quant Network is only growing during this bear market. We are now up 3,000 wallets in just one day. 12.7% of all wallets created on Quant were created in the past week. So, Johnny, despite the bear market, we've got some serious adoption going on. And many of our listeners were calling for lower prices on Quant. When we were $220, there were so many people saying, I can't wait till we're below 100. I'm on a dollar cost average. Well, they finally got the opportunity. What are you thinking, my friend? I'm thinking first of all, hopefully everybody could smash that like button, bring that son bitch home so we can get over 300 likes. But I think that this is so super exciting that here we are in a beer market. 
And, and this son of a bitch is growing like exponentially in a bear market. This is smart money buying up in, in, in what we've been saying to do, right? Look at that thing. That's what you want to see happening. Well, and, and now, now I don't want to say I'm personal. So I want it to go down so I can buy more. But the reality is we may not see. I mean, it touched to 90 or 94 briefly yesterday. And then it got the hell out. It is. I don't think it's, you know, 90 seems to be like the bottom there. But the reality is, Abs, this is a great project like Andrew talked about. You want to be you invested know, in great projects. You know, with quant, it is so easy. It went, it went down to almost 50. And then within... Three four months it went up to more than two hundred to to twenty, and then it went down again. So so what should you do? Buy when it is low and sell when it is high. Exactly. Backs again. And we've got another amazing update for our listeners, Gonzo. I know you had a quick comment, but I've got an update for our listeners on Swift and XRP. And we got to remind people that the Ripple Swell event is taking place this week where members of Bank of America, MasterCard, and Amazon Web Services are going to be speaking at a Ripple event. So, Gonzo, floor is yours, my friend. No, I was just going to say it was an automatic rally, right? When everybody said, oh, this is it. It's going to go up all time high, all this. It, it kind of stomped out in the golden pocket. I said, it's going to roll over and we're going to come back down. And that's exactly what we're doing. So that was it. And this is a really interesting development here. Johnny, I've got a hilarious video to play for our listeners, a surprise for you at the end of the episode. But before I play that, I want to show our listeners this as Modular and Ripple have announced a strategic partnership to enable seamless payments into Europe and the United Kingdom. Here's what's really interesting. As we read this document here, it shows that Modular is working with Swift on upgrading their transaction process, and they are directly connected to the Bank of America, allowing the payments platform to settle funds at the central bank. This is a massive upgrade. Anybody who doesn't know what Ripple, or sorry, what Swift does, Swift is an accounting measure. They don't actually settle the transaction. They don't transfer the cash. They just document it on a book and tell people where it is. So Johnny, what do you think about Swift possibly upgrading with the use of XRP? We're making a huge leap here, but just the, just for the sake of the discussion. Oh man, nothing would make me happier to see those two come together. You know, although Brad and the Swift CEO were not, we're not good friends, I don't think. So I don't know if it's going to happen. But but if Swift did that, that that's what I would want to see, right? That would be huge because then that would solidify XRP as the chosen one. So we'll have to wait and see where it goes. I think it's going to be one of those things where, oh, yeah, I saw that. That's hilarious. I think it's going to be one of those where I think it's going to be a coexistence of different systems until this whole thing comes together. It's going to be a monster moving system. But we'll have to wait and see how that plays out, Apps. Awesome, guys. And we've got a great video prepared for our listeners now. This is a shorter clip. Anybody who's watching on YouTube, please check out your screen. You're going to get a laugh out of this. This was how the market reacted over the weekend with Steve Carell. Here we go. Today, smoking is going to save lives. <laughs> That's it. Does anyone smell anything smoky? Did you bring your jerky in again? Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! <laughs> fire! Oh, fire! Oh my goodness! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait! Everybody, calm down! <laughs> Was warming. Hilarious. Have you ever seen a burn victim? Johnny Crypto, it's such a funny clip because, like, if there ever was a skit that showed us what the market did over this weekend, whether it was how we reacted to the crypto.com news, the FTX news, the rumors about Coinbase, this is such a perfect example. We got 493 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I hope we provide a lot of value today. Johnny Crypto, any closing remarks on this clip? Yeah, I would just say whoever, they, the girl they picked for Alameda Research in this clip is way too old compared to the 12-year-old that's running the company. So they probably <laughs> could have done a better job. Other than that, it, it was so spot on. That's exactly what happened. And that's why you want to listen to this man over here. Put your stuff in cold wallets, hot wallets. That's the staking king right there. Come check out the academy. He's got a great course on how to uh, use the use you know when to get in, when to get out, exit kind of strategies, as well as where to stake, how to stake, how to set up your wallets. That's the man right there, Cashflow King. Come and check us out. Link below to join the academy for free. 
see if you like it and then you can obviously join if you uh if it's something that resonates with you but at times like this i gotta tell you guys if i wasn't part of this academy and around all you guys and and also be able to chat and have people with like minds i would have sold and been out months ago and, and would have sold at major major losses rather than i'm so calm cool collective and just chilling and waiting for 2025 and we, beyond. we've been laughing a lot i yeah. think we i think as a group we've been laughing a lot it, 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 we we found humor in a lot of different things, so that's it's good. very Those true. We're going to close this episode out the same way we always do by by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Gonzo. Thank you to Andrew Cashflow, and thank you to Johnny Crypto. Another amazing episode. We got 492 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to let this clip play. Like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining. Let's go. Let's go.